Good morning or good evening. Uh, welcome to episode one of The Art of Being Human. Uh, today we will look at the historical event known as the Crash of the Hindenburg. So on November 8th, 2019, a man by the name of Warner Doner uh, passed away. He was the last survivor of the Hindenburg disaster. He died at the age of 90. Uh, the Hindenburg disaster, for those of you who don't know, the Hindenburg was an, a German passenger airship uh, that crashed in May, on May the 6th of 1937 in Manchester uh, Township in New Jersey. Um, there were 97 people on board, 36 of, wh- of whom uh, died in that disaster, 13 passengers, 22 crewmen, and one worker on the ground. Uh, the Hindenburg caught fire. Um, and was destroyed during its attempt to dock with its mooring mast. Uh, so as they were trying to come back down, it it, it was destroyed, and, and like I said, 36 people uh, died from that disaster. Uh, this is described as many as being really one of the very first um, uh, major disasters of, of, a, of an aircraft. Um, in World War One. of course, we saw... Uh, aircraft being used in military proceedings, um, but before that, there hadn't been any mass casualty um, uh, disasters uh, revolving around a, a space uh, an airship. Um, so the Hindenburg was was the first. Um, uh, so speak just a quick um, uh, history of the timeline. Uh, it was around seven p.m. Um, at an altitude of 650 feet, the Hindenburg made its final approach to the Lakehurst Naval Air Station. Um, it was uh, known as a flying moor. Uh, was the landing was was the the landing that it had to uh, to attach to the mooring mast. Um, and just before at uh, or just after, pardon, 7:09, the airship made a sharp full speed left turn to the west. Um, the which the crew was was not ready for. Um, at seven seven eleven, it tried to correct itself, um, and then Captain Pruce ordered uh, the engines full astern at seven fourteen. So a little bit of an erratic flying by the captain in its last moments. Um, the wind shifted direction during that time. Just a few moments later, and and he ordered the. Uh, the captain ordered a second sharp turn starboard, making a an S-shaped flight pattern towards the the mooring mast. Um, so as the uh, as the ship started to descend, um, at at seven twenty one, while the Hindenburg was at an altitude of two hundred and ninety five feet, I, I want you to to think about this. We're at two hundred and ninety five feet, nearly three hundred feet in the air. Uh, the mooring lines were dropped from the bow. Uh, the starboard lines uh, line was dropped first, followed by the port. Um, so we're talking, uh, you know, quite a ways into into the sky. Uh, you know, this isn't just a, a few feet. Uh, you know, it's been said by many people who are uneducated about the event. You know, why can't why couldn't people just jump out? Why couldn't they just throw things out? You know, at its at its uh, approach, it was at, at 300 feet, uh, nearly 300 feet up into the air. Um, and at 725 local time, the Hindenburg caught fire, um, became engulfed by the flames, and, and uh, the ship continued to try to land. Uh, it, it 
um, it, it fell very rapidly, missed, uh, uh, it missed the, the, um, uh, mooring, uh, the mooring mast, it missed it and fell towards the ground. Um, the time that it took from the first signs of the death of the disaster to the bow crashing into the ground is often reported as uh, 32 to 37 seconds. Um, so very, very quick uh, disaster. There really wasn't much to be done. Uh, one caref- uh, pardon, one careful analysis by NASA's Addison Bain uh, gives the flame um, front speed rate across the fabric skin as, as about nine, uh, I'm sorry, 49 feet per second. Um, so, so very quickly, it spread very, very rapidly. Um, the flames just engulfed uh, the ship. Um, and, and now I'd like to play for you a broadcast by Herbert Morrison. Uh, he was a radio broadcaster who was describing the Hindenburg disaster. He was um, there watching it go down. It's starting to rain again. The rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. They backed motors with the ship, but just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from... It burst into flames. Get it started. Get it started. It's rising. Fri- it's rising. It's rising. Terrible. Oh, my. Get out of the way, please. It's burning, bursting into flames, and, and it's falling on the morning grass, and all the folks between it. This is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's just running. Oh, four or five hundred feet into the sky, and it's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the flames crashing to the ground, not quite to the mooring mass. All the humanity and all the passengers feeding around it. I told you, I can't even talk to people. His friends are out there. It's, 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 uh, oh. I, I can't talk, ladies and gentlemen. Honest, it's just laying down massive smoking wreckage. And everybody can't hardly breathe and talk and screaming. Lady, I, I, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I can hardly breathe. I, I'm going to step inside while I cannot see it. Charlie, that's terrible. I can't. I, I, listen, folks, I, I'm going to have to stop for a minute because I've lost the voice. This is the worst thing I've ever witnessed. The Hindenburg, like I mentioned, was uh, was owned by the the Germans. It was a German airship. Uh, it was originally um, built as a passenger uh, passenger carrying uh, airship, uh, but it was very soon after its construction, about a year after, in nineteen thirty six. Uh, pardon, nineteen thirty six. Uh, it was uh, really kind of um, uh, demanded by. Um, uh, the the Nazi Party in the Third Reich, um, overseen by um, Joseph Goebbels as propaganda minister, it was um, it was really kind of taken over by him and and used uh, as a as a ship of Nazi propaganda. The the um, very large uh, swastikas on the the tail of the ship were uh, seen all around the world and even of course in the U.S. where it 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 did eventually crash. Um, the construction of the Hindenburg was was very um, uh, very much uh, like the other uh, zeppelins uh, and other dirigibles during that time. Um, it was made uh, to be uh, to be lighter than air, of course. So because of this, they had to use either hydrogen or helium. Uh, the use of helium was initially selected for the lifting gas, which of course is not flammable. Um, but because of the rarity and, and the expense, 
um, of helium. Uh, hydrogen was used. The Germans specifically designed the airship to use uh, the safer gas helium uh, in the belief that they could convince the U.S. government to uh, export the gas. Uh, the gas at that point was under uh, very tight um, regulation uh, from the U.S. government uh, because of its its rarity and its its uh, expense. Um, but the U.S. Uh, during the construction, the Germans tried to use this as a as a ploy to get the American, the U.S. government to export helium to them, but the the U.S. did not, uh, and so the Germans. Uh, changed their mind, changed some of the, um, uh, they kind of had to re-engineer the Hindenburg to use uh, hydrogen, uh, um, kind of in the middle of, of that. Uh, there's been hypotheses as far as uh, did the, the switch in the re-engineering of the Hindenburg, was there maybe a possibility of, of, a, of a problem or, or some unforeseen difficulty that the ship was originally built for helium, then they had to switch it to hydrogen. A lot of people would say that. Um, there's a lot of people that say there's a uh, there are hypotheses of, of tears or rips in the side of the of the ship. Uh, there's some that say uh, there's one particular story that that goes around uh, quite popularly that that a crew member was smoking in the uh, in a chamber he wasn't supposed to and and kind of threw a cigarette um, still lit. Uh, but of course the 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 disaster of the Hindenburg isn't really known as far as what caused it, but but there were some complications in the construction, uh, so that is uh, definitely something to to take into consideration. The crash of the Hindenburg was not a German disaster, nor was it purely a, a United States disaster. It was a global disaster, in that the world was affected. The world as a whole saw the disaster uh, through the news and through media. Uh, and they they felt the pain uh, and the heartache of, of the the dozens of people who died on the ship uh, through um, through those newspaper articles and the, the news reporting of the of the disaster. Although we have not had a aircraft of this magnitude as far as media coverage or or cultural impact uh, in some time. But we cannot deny that these things happen. This is something that, as Lincoln would say in this Gettysburg Address, is something that the world must not forget what happened here. It's not something that we should ever forget. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Art of Being Human. I'm your host, Brian, and I hope you'll join us next time.